0: Entirely clear when or why things changed, but it is perfectly clear that they did. Every veteran ATF agent knows it happened. Some people claim it began after ATF's raid of the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas, in 1993. Some say it was when government was realigned and ATF was moved from the Treasury Department to the Department of Justice in 2003. Either way, the hardness of the ATF began to dissolve and was replaced by a more intellectual and deceptive view of how we investigate crime. The old bosses who stuffed worn-out six-shot Smith & Wesson revolvers in the back waistband of their Sears and Roebuck suits were being replaced by bosses with well-polished Sig and slick monogrammed shirts with cufflinks who were very careful not to let any gun oil get on their Armani jackets. Bosses who wore jeans and cowboy boots to work were being pushed out by newcomers with dockers and tasseled loafers. The mentality of the agency shifted from down-and-dirty everyday police work pursuing criminals to a newer, cleaner version, where statistics and appearance reigned supreme. While we once chased after felons with guns and scraped our knees doing it, We were now encouraged to sit behind computer screens and electronically investigate syndicates. The old bosses, who had spent a dozen years on the street perfecting the craft of being ATF agents, were supplanted by two- and three-year wunderkinds. Street knowledge was no longer important. The agents who got promoted were the ones who wore suits and ties, rather than street work clothes. ATF agents were routinely promoted into management without any experience of slapping handcuffs on a suspect, writing an affidavit for a search warrant, or testifying in a criminal court. New administrators were chosen not on the basis of experience and performance in the field, but on test scores, and many chose to sit and study for tests and get promoted rather than do the traditional down-and-dirty work of an old-style ATF agent. You get a reputation as a cop. Failing on the street is devastating. It creates danger for the officer and risk to his partners. When it became impossible for some ATF agents to cut it on the street, they took the early-up option, worked on getting good test scores, and were promoted. Without real street experience, many became the equivalent of third-grade teachers with guns. They took attendance and graded reports with no real understanding what an agent does and how he or she does it. Some of those chosen began to climb the government's corporate ladder. They nodded approval to the bad ideas of those above them for fear of being knocked off their personal ascent. They took care of each other and defended or ignored failed leadership because, after all, I could be next. Ultimately, some of the yes-men, with empty character and empty experience, landed in positions of significant influence. They told agents how to do their jobs, even if they were often failed street agents themselves. As supervisors, they looked down on field agents and were unwilling to listen to questions, take advice, or hear complaints from anyone ranked below them. The common response from executives to questions or complaints? You don't understand the big picture. Now that I am an executive and you are a mere street hump... I am right and you are wrong. The attitude was, My title is more important than yours, therefore I know more than you. The ATF became a series of micro-agencies and branches where special agents in charge, SACs, built personal law enforcement empires in their divisions, making their own rules and disregarding law, policy, and many times common sense. That style of management became rampant. And once that tiger was out of the cage, none of the new cat-tamer pseudo-directors could figure out how to get it back in. The ATF was viewed internally as a law-enforcement Titanic. No matter what happened, the leaders felt their ship was unsinkable. Just weather the storms and we'll be fine. A series of short-term directors and even more prevalent temporary acting directors were imported to captain the ship. Then, like the Titanic, the luxury liner ATF, commanded by incompetent captains, hit an iceberg, fast and furious. As has been demonstrated in the ATF Phoenix Field Division, the direction and motivation of the ATF became grossly perverted and tangled in unjust...